Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. And a very good Thursday morning to Marlins Nation as the Marlins salvage their series against the Diamondbacks and win 5-4 to four yesterday, taking 2 out of 3 against Arizona. And on a six-game road trip, splitting it up 3-3, three and three, really nice job from the Marlins as always. For the recap, here's your radio voice of the Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, the Miami Marlins make a little major league history on this Wednesday afternoon in Phoenix, Arizona. They become the first team in major league history to start a season 12-0, surpassing the New York Mets, who were 11-0 in one-run games. I should make that very clear. In 1972, the Miami Marlins start the season 12-0 in one-run games. They get a heroic at-bat from Joey Wendell in the top of the ninth inning. We gave the Marlins a 5-4 lead. We'll have news coming up for you shortly on Jesus Sanchez, who appeared to depart the game at the ninth inning with an injury. But Jesus Sanchez had six hits in this series, five opposite field doubles, a three-run home run this afternoon. When it's all said and done, the Miami Marlins have now won three of their last four games. They win another one-run contest. Dylan Floro beats Andrew Chafin this afternoon. A.J. Puck just put the finishing touches on his sixth save of the season, and the Marlins meet the Diamondbacks by a final score of 5-4 to four here today. They win this series. They're now 19-19 and 19 on the season. Back with you on the 10th inning show with Gabby Sanchez. I'm Kyle Seeloff. And, Gabby, not going to look at anything in particular to start. How would you wrap this one up today? Well, it was a good win. Uh, the, the Marlins started off good. You talked about Sanchez and and what he has done in this series, boy, he is looking good. Uh, he's swinging the bat so well. It, coming into this series, he had only six extra base hits, and he's leaving here with six more. So 12 uh, for the season so far. He, he loved himself some Arizona. Um, he, had, he had a big A-B, that big three-run home run. I, I look at that pitching staff, and, man, it, it's, it's a shame because Cabrera was throwing the ball so well those first three innings just cruising quick outs he was doing what he needed to do and then here comes that fourth inning and he just completely lost where the zone was could not get back into the zone and because of that all of a sudden he leaves and all the guys that he walked he walked four they all come in to end up scoring and that's something that i guarantee you skip schumacher is going to look at it's something that they've been talking with about. Mel Stoudemire Jr. has been talking with them about, about you having to be able to pitch in the zone in the big leagues and not give the free passes. And 
he, he has the stuff to be able to do it. I think it's just mental for him to be able to get over that hump. Joey Wendell, we talked about him. The way that he was able to come back, he hit the ball really well today. Driving the ball the opposite way. He had three good hard balls that he hit to the outfield. And then he had that huge big hit there in the top of the ninth inning. That double to score, which would have been Sanchez De La Cruz ended up pinch running for him. But that was big, I think, for Joey Wendell confidence-wise in today's game. And then you got to give credit to the bullpen who just came in and was able to shut the door down. Six guys came in after Cabrera did not allow a run, which was huge for the Marlins. They were really unbelievable this afternoon. Five and two-thirds innings from the bullpen. Yeah. Unbelievable job by Stephen Oker, Brian Hoeing, Tanner Scott, Waskar Brazoban, Dylan Floro, and A.J. Puck. I mean, you kind of wrapped it up here, Gabby, but talk to me a little bit more about Jesus Sanchez and what he's doing. Hopefully he's okay, and we might have word on that coming up shortly, but six extra base hits in this series, a three-run homer today. All of his other hits, all five of his other hits were opposite field doubles. I mean, it's sensational. It's, it's unbelievable, and I think he finally figured something out that, hey, you know what? There's a lot of room over there in left field and in center field to be able to be very, very successful. And it's continued to work for him. Whenever he lets that ball get a little bit deeper, he can smack it over there. And, hey, I remember talking with him uh, last year, and he told me, oh, I want to hit 60 doubles. And it was one of those where you're like, 60 du doubles, that's a, that's a heck of a lot of doubles to hit. Well, guess what? I mean, he had five in a three-game span. Yeah. Six extra base hits, and everything was to that left side of the field. The only times that he got out was when he tried to pull the baseball. How funny is, is baseball in allowing that to happen, where, hey, you're successful if you do this. If you try to do this over here, you're going to be out. So hopefully he continues that, but you're right. He did pull into second base. I did see him grab that hamstring, and he was trying to massage that hamstring out. Hopefully it was just a cramp. You are in Arizona. Right. If you don't drink enough water, you do get cramps. I've had them before here. So hopefully it was just right. that and precautionary to take them out. Now, Edward Cabrera, oh. he was sensational until he got in the fourth and the wheels fell off. Well, what do you think that's about? I, I mean, it could be, too, that the team just spotted you three runs with that three-run home run from Sanchez, and mentally he tried to relax a little bit, maybe relax too much, where he just wasn't focused. It, to me, it's, it's hard to see a pitcher go from just dominating the strike zone in those first three innings and doing whatever he wanted to with his pitches to all of a sudden that fourth inning not having a clue where that baseball was going. There is something there where mentally you could have a, maybe a little bit of a breakdown where you kind of take your foot off the gas. All right. of a sudden that arm doesn't is not hitting the right slot and you're pulling baseballs. You're trying to do too much because you have that lead. Whatever it is that needs to get fixed because he is too good of a pitcher. He has too good of stuff for that to happen to him. And it's not the first time we've been seeing it with him where all of a sudden he'll just have an inning or two where he just cannot find it. He needs to get that squared away. Crazy. Heck of a day for the Marlins. They blew a 3-0 lead. They tied it at 4. They get a massive hit in the ninth. Uh, Gabby, always fun to work with you, buddy. We'll do it again soon. Can't wait. Marlins win this ball game 5-4 this afternoon. They are now 12-0 in one-run games to start a season. That has set a Major League Baseball record. They've won three of their last four. 
after they were uh, sitting on a pretty hefty losing streak. They come home 500. They left home 500. They come back home 500. And all things considered, after dropping the first two in Chicago, they win three of their next four on the road. Marlins will come home Friday night. Yuri Perez is going to be on the mound for the Marlins, and they're going to be 19-19 and when that young phenom takes the mound for the Marlins on Friday night. Okay, let's take a listen to the highlights from this ballgame this afternoon. The Marlins jumped all over Merrill Kelly in the fourth. A couple of men on base. There was one out for Jesus Sanchez. Two and two the count to Jesus Sanchez. First and second with one out. And the pitch is hit in the air. Pretty deep center field. Alec Thomas is going back. He's going to turn around. And this baby is gone. Jesus Sanchez. A big fly to center field. It's his third of the season. And the Miami Marlins jump out to a 3-0 lead here in the fourth. My, my, my. Stay hot. And I love it. Well, unfortunately for the Marlins, that would not last very long. Bottom of the fourth inning, Edward Cabrera walked Cattell Marte. He walked Corbin Carroll. He got Christian Walker to pop out to first. But then he walked Lourdes Gurriel Jr., and the bases were loaded for Pavin Smith. Here's the 3-1 pitch, and that is low ball four. He just walked in a run, and now Edward Cabrera has walked four here at the bottom of the fourth inning. And then Geraldo Perdomo was at the plate, and before he collected an RBI single, we had a balk. Here's a curveball and a called strike to Geraldo Perdomo. And I think they just called the balk. They did. They just called the balk on Edward Cabrera. That's going to bring home Corbin Carroll from third. And now this is a 3-2 ball game here in the bottom of the fourth inning. And then with Perdomo still batting, he uh, continued things further in the four-run fourth for Arizona. Payoff pitch is swung on its lined into right field. That's a base hit. Gurriel is going to score. Paven Smith is going to hold up at third. And as quickly as the Marlins got themselves a 3-0 lead, Edward Cabrera has given it right back. The RBI single by Geraldo Perdomo has leveled this ballgame at three apiece in the fourth. And here comes Skip. And then Alec Thomas, the center fielder, gave the Diamondbacks the lead with runners at first and third with one out in the fourth inning. Count is 2-2 two two on Thomas. Here's the pitch, and it swung on its head. Right back to Okert, over his head. Joey Wendell's got the baseball. He throws out the runner at first base. Thomas goes flying. He picks up an RBI ground out. If Stephen Okert did not let that baseball go, he would have had a play at the plate. Smith was going on contact. It's 4-3 to three Arizona. Well, it would stay that way until we went to the top of the fifth inning when Peyton Burdick had a good day. He had a couple of doubles today. Led off the top of the fifth inning with a double. He was sacrificed to third by Jacob Stallings, and Burdick was stationed at third with one out for Garrett Hampson. Infield is in. Diamondbacks lead by one. The pitch is hit through the left side and the base hit. We are all squared for a piece. It's a one-out RBI single to left for Garrett Hampson. It's Miami 4, and it's Arizona here in the fifth. That's a great answer back. Merrill Kelly... Went six innings this afternoon. Edward Cabrera went three and a third. This was a 4-4 game headed all the way to the top of the ninth inning this afternoon. In the top of the ninth for the Marlins, leading things off was Jesus Sanchez. He doubled down the left field line against Andrew Chafin. Torrey Lavello then went out and got Chafin. He brought Miguel Castro into the ball game. John Birdie bounced out to short. That sent... The pinch runner, De La Cruz, to third because Sanchez apparently came up limp there on the double. So De La Cruz was at third base. There was one out in the top of the ninth inning, and Joey Wendell was facing the right-hander, Castro. 
1-1 pitch. That's a line drive hit down the left field line. Fair foul. This is a fair ball. A fair ball for Joey Wendell. The Marlins are going to take the lead here in the top of the ninth inning. It's an opposite field double for Joey Wendell. It's the Marlins 5 and the Diamondbacks 4 here in the ninth. That is all the Marlins would need this afternoon. Joey Wendell doubled. Uh, Castro then got Burdick and Stallings to strike out and fly out. So we went to the bottom of the ninth inning. The Marlins had a 5-4 lead. On for the Marlins came A.J. Puck. The pinch hitter, Emmanuel Rivera, popped out to Luis Arise. The pinch hitter, Gabriel Moreno, struck out swinging. The Diamondbacks were down to their final out. The pinch hitter, Nick Ahmed, singled. And then Cattell Marte was the last uh, hope for the Diamondbacks this afternoon. Two and two, the count to Marte with Ahmed, the runner at first. A.J. Puck looks his way. Here's the 2-2 pitch. And that swung on and missed strike three. Got him with a fastball. The ball game is over. The Miami Marlins have taken care of the Arizona Diamondbacks. They take two of three in this series. And they are now leaders in the Major League Clubhouse. 12-0 in one-run games. Unbelievable. They lost 41 run games last season. They played 64 of them. And the Marlins are now 12-0 in one-run games, beating the 1972 New York Mets, who started the season 11-0 in such contests. A.J. Puck puts the finishing touches on this ballgame here at the bottom of the ninth. He saves his sixth game of the season. And the Miami Marlins beat the Arizona Diamondbacks by a final score of 5-4 here at Chase Field today. It's a heck of a performance for the Marlins, who again, you could say, well, they've lost six of their last nine. Well, how about they've won three of their last four? They take down the Diamondbacks for the second time this season. The Diamondbacks have lost three series all season long. Two of those series have come against the Miami Marlins. Let's take a look at the totals from this afternoon's ball game for the Marlins. Five runs, seven hits, no errors, three men left on base. And for the Diamondbacks, four runs, five hits, no errors, seven men left on base. Dylan Floro is your winning pitcher. He's now 2-1 this season. Andrew Chafin is the loser. He's 2-1. A.J. Puck collects his sixth save of the season for the Miami Marlins. We started this ballgame at 12.40 locally out here in Arizona. We finished it at 3.45. Total game time, or uh, 2.25, or 3.25, I should say. Total game time, two hours and 45 minutes in front of 10,482 on this Wednesday afternoon at Chase Field. For the Miami Marlins this afternoon, they struck out 15 Arizona Diamondbacks, and that means that $350 will be donated to AutoNations, or uh, $375, I beg your pardon, $375 will be donated to AutoNations Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you very much. What did we learn? We learned that Joey Wendell continues to come up with big hits on this road trip. A double in the ninth that drove in Brian De La Cruz, gave the Marlins a 5-4 lead. He was hitting the ball well. He was making solid contact. Good to see Joey come through in the top of the ninth. All right, let's head down to listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say following the 5-4 win over the Arizona Diamondbacks. Get the win today, win the series, you go home 500. Just how does these last two games just kind of change the feel of this road trip? Yeah, you always want to have a happy flight. Um, this is definitely a happy flight, and never for a number of different reasons. But 
yeah, the story, I know Sanchez hit a great, uh, had a great at-bat, a couple great at-bats, really good at-bats all series, but the story to me today was the bullpen. The bullpen was lights out, um, been the bright spot all year, every guy down there, scoreless, um, really a really impressive job by them. Is it even more impressive, the job by the bullpen, just knowing how much you've been able to, had to use them? Yeah, I th- yeah. There's no doubt because of you know even when Sandy went you know, almost nine, we still had to cover almost five innings. Um, just seems like they've had no break. But credit to them, they have gone in different situations, uh, leverage, non-leverage, multiple innings, just get one out. Whatever we've asked for them, they've they've showed up. And uh, uh, again, like t- you know. I just don't know where we'd be without them. It's just, uh, it's just impressive to watch. Jesus Sanchez, uh, pulling him out there, was that just precautionary? Just what's the update with him? He felt a little something in his hamstring, and I just didn't want to push it. Uh, base hit right there, and Jody trying to score him didn't really make much sense to me. He said he could have gone. Um, you know, the last thing we need is someone else to go down. So uh, it just felt like it was the right move at, the, at that time to pull him out. The fourth inning or something, I think he could have convinced me to stay in there. Uh, right there didn't didn't make much sense. Uh, Cabrera, three really good innings to start, and then the fourth. What did you see change there with him? I think he took the foot off the gas after the, the home run, honestly. Um, you know, the probably the three most efficient innings he's had this, uh, this season – Fastball command was there. Changeup was good. Curveball was good. Slider was good. We get some runs. Uh, you know, to shut down that inning right there, you know, would change things and maybe we add more and it's over type deal. Um, but you know, when you take the foot off the gas right there, almost like you know we talked about the other day with Lizardo, right? You have to act like it's a zero-zero game um, and keep going and push. And um, I just felt like he kind of took this foot off the gas there and and couldn't recover and. Um, you know, had to make a move earlier than maybe we wanted. And Wendell getting the double in the ninth, he had the triple that got you guys ahead at some point in the Chicago game. Just to see him starting to swing the bat after having to miss much he did with the injury. He took good at bats all day. Um, hit the ball deep into the left center gap uh, a couple times today against a good lefty as well. And obviously a huge hit in Chicago and another huge hit today. And um, we need him to go. There, there's no, uh, there's no sugarcoating that. He, we got to have him uh, provide some offense, and he has done that for us uh, the last uh, since he's been back up here. Um, obviously, one of the leaders on the team, playing great defense. Uh, but yeah, really good up out there, and um, against a tough Castro sinker. Twelve and zero in one run games, major league record now. Just why do you think you guys have been so successful? Bullpen, bullpen. I, the bullpen is uh, again lefties, righties. Um, whoever we put out there, guys need days off, guys step up. Brazabon's been unbelievable. Uh, you know, beginning of the season, I thought he was a multi-inning guy in the fifth. Now he's like our leverage guy. Can't wait to get him out there. Uh, Floro has just continued just back-to-back-to-back days sometimes. Uh, Puck has been obviously a bright spot, uh, closing it down, shutting it down the ninth inning. Scott, when we needed him to close, or multiple innings. Uh, JT, when he was here, I mean, there's just been guys that have just – field you know spot after spot and been successful so yeah to me it's been it's been the bullpen um defensively we played really good in late in the games um to short things up but you know the the pen's been fun to watch will sanchez need to undergo any testing just he had testing in the training room and he checked out so you know hopefully with the off day and some hydration, he'll be okay, but you never know those things. It was announced on the broadcast, Yuri coming up is going to start Friday. Just your reaction to him coming up, what you saw from him in spring, and just a kid like him 
Kings chance? Well, exciting for him, exciting for the organization. Our top prospect um, has a bright future, enormous talent, and you know, we're, we're looking forward to, to seeing him uh, you know, take the mound. I mean, it's going to be exciting and a really exciting time for the organization to see him walk through that clubhouse and, and for us. And, you know, I think we have to temper the, the, the expectations a little bit. He's 20 years old. Um, he's supposed to be a junior in college, right? And he's going to be facing the Reds. So um, I think we have to just slow down the expectations a little bit. Um, but, you know, he, he's earned it. I mean, it's not just because, uh, you know, we needed somebody. He's earned this position. And so I think that is what should be taken away. It's not just, you know, let's just see what this 20-year-old can do. It's, you know, he's earned every bit of, you know, getting a promotion. And um, I think a lot of the guys in there are excited to see him walk through those doors. Just game plan-wise, like, is there a pitch limit? Because he's only ever thrown 90 max, six innings. So how do you, you're going to have to navigate that aspect too? With yeah, we, we've talked about it. I think there's going to be definitely a, a pitch limit, um, innings limits. Um, I'm not going to give you exactly what those are, uh, but yeah, we'll we'll monitor it. You know, we're not we're, we're going to protect him. There's no doubt about it. Um, but we're going to try to win games too. So there's uh you know it's not just up here to have fun. You know, we're going to try to have we're going to protect him, use him the right way, um, because we know he has a, a bright future for this organization. Do you think he he has a chance to stick around long term, or is this just like a, a, a short term bring him up to to fill in the spot? Yeah, I think we'll. We'll go through that once Rogers gets back and see what Cueto's at. So we have a lot of arms that are coming back, and um, right now is when we need him. You know, we'll see. We'll, we'll take it start to start or month to month or however how long he's going to be here. But um, that's that's for the way upper management, not not for me to, to say. Skip, I, I know Peyton Burdick must have been chomping at the bit to get back into the lineup. Two doubles today. What does that tell you about his character? I mean, it's probably a rough couple of days just sitting on that. Uh, it's not rough. He's in the big leagues. Can't be that rough in Arizona and Chicago. So if that's rough, then we got some problems. Um, I, I've said before, I think he's he could be a Harrison Bader. And uh, it just he's really good defensively, plays the game the right way, faced a really tough Carson. Uh, Kelly's good. Uh, I almost said Carson Kelly, but uh, <laughs> Kelly Kelly's really good. Um, you know, and he was he was on today. Sanchez had a you know big home run, but other than that, I mean, he gave us trouble. And to see him come off the bench again, our bench players doing something um, to impact the game and help us win has been a lot of the story this year too. And Hampson, the big RBI, um, but Burdick has has been um, you know sitting there is not easy. And to face a tough righty and as a spot start, um, credit to him for being ready for his opportunity. Going back to your because you said something along the lines of like Needham. Is it? not wanting to keep doing those kind of like bullpen games with hoeing is also helpful i guess the two off days coming up where he's still kind of transitioning into the every five day routine yeah i think you have definitely protection with hoeing um we just we, we like towing starting we really like him in the bullpen um we used him today um in a, in a big spot and got out of it i just think he's he's going to be really good for us against especially against the righty lanes and um has protection you know with with yuri in case it's you know, if, uh, for when inning, you, you just don't know what you're going to get. Um, and that's why I just want to temper the expectations a little bit. Um, it, he could be, you know, we don't know. So, but yeah, hoeing uh, the protection is going to be there. And, um, so hopefully we don't need him. Is there any concern with, uh, with any player uh, jumping from AA straight to the major leagues? Of course. I mean, there's concern from AAA to the big leagues. He's 20 years old. I mean, it's just you just don't see this a lot. 
um, in the big leagues in general. I mean, I think I can count a couple times where I've been in this situation, Tatis maybe, and Weathers. I mean, I'm not sure there. Tatis was even 21 yet, so I can't I can't give you an exact. But my point is, that it, Double A, right? In the COVID year with Weathers, so I don't think he pitched in Double A yet. So um, yeah, there's there's I've seen it before. Have I seen it with like you know a uh, guy that looks like Sandy and um, you know the statue? He just looks like an ace and you know going to start. I haven't seen that before. But as far as like the concern, I, I don't have concern. I'm, I'm more excited to see him and um, you know having him learn up here from some from a Cy Young Award winner. And, uh, that's that's exciting for me too. Thanks, Kev. Okay, that was manager Skip Schumacher. I got a chance to catch up with Peyton Burdick. He went two for four with two doubles. Here's that interview yesterday after the Marlins won five to four. Okay, Kyle, thank you very much. We're here with Peyton Burdick, two for four today. Big win. I know you've been chomping at the bit to get back in the lineup. Yeah. Just how good does it feel to obviously do really well personally, but your team gets a win as well? It's always nice getting a win on the on the getaway day, so it's definitely going to be a happy fight. What did you learn about yourself, you think, these last couple of days? Uh, just continue to work. You never know when you're going to get caught on and just keep working because you never know when that opportunity is going to present itself. Three of the last four you guys have won. I know it necessarily hasn't felt like that because of the Atlanta series and dropping right. the first two in Chicago, but uh, what stood out to you during this little span here of four games? It's just relentless, like top to bottom, the bullpen, the starters, like everybody's just relentless, the hungry, and just show up every day and just compete. So, And you mentioned the bullpen. I mean, how impressive has it been all season long? Very impressive. It's incredible. Appreciate the time, Peyton. Thank yeah, you very much. Thank, thank you. All right, back to you, Kyle. All right, thank you very much to Peyton Burdick. We are back at it at home. We open up a six-game homestand at 640 at Lone Depot Park. The Marlins take on the Cincinnati Reds. Yuri Perez, he makes his Major League debut. Very excited for that. I've got Marlins on deck at 610, first pitch set for 640. Thanks for rewinding with us, Marlins Nation. Let's flip the M together. This is the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.